What's up, man? Hey, how's but, it going? You know, just you know, just chilling, dude. I mean, just watch some movies and stuff. Nothing really, nothing really different than what yeah. I usually do. You know, just hanging out. Yeah. Oh shit! Hey, Sean, I didn't know you're here. What's up, dude? Yeah, Sean's here. Oh, yeah. What's up? Hey, yeah. what's cracking? Not much, man. What you guys? Uh, what you guys been up to? Same, man. Just Same watching thing, movies, dude. chilling. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. What's uh, what's on the docket? What have you guys been? What have you guys been watching? Um, you know, we saw we saw Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that too. That was pretty, yeah. uh, pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, you know, Paul Rudd is you know handsome as you know, ever. You know, he's, he's forty nine yeah. years old. You know, that's isn't that <laughs> fucking insane? How is he forty nine? That's crazy. He could he be exactly any of our dads. Yeah. Man. How old and that'd is be cool. uh, uh, Kate Evangeline Lilly? Uh, I think she's pretty young. I because I remember looking up Lost when she was on Lost in what that was like 2004, right, Sean? Your mother, my yeah. Lost boy, yeah. we're the Lost, Lost Boys. Hey, I watched hey, Lost uh, too. <laughs> well, Lost yeah, Lost. It doesn't mean I support it. Yeah, but, you know, uh, I watched the whole <laughs> series. Thirty eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah, that's what I thought was crazy because I mm-hmm. looked it up and I was like, Kate was twenty four when they started fucking Lost. Like, oh, no wow, shit. yeah, dude, isn't that weird? Because like, you just think, I don't know, maybe it's because like, like we were show. young too. Like, what we were like fourteen. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I was, like, in high school. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just crazy that she's so. Yeah, she's only thirty eight. You know, yeah. eleven years Paul Rudd senior. I guess is that how they word that? I think she'd be his junior. His junior, his that's junior what it is, yeah. because she's younger. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man, but it was all right. I mean, like, it was pretty funny. I don't know. This is another solid... I, I'd say MCU-wise, probably, like, lower third. But, like, for MCU movies, like, that's not even, like, good. a bad movie. Yeah, that's, like, you that's know... Pretty, that's pretty amazing, mm. actually. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, it was fun. Fun little movie. And uh, I think it, it sets to expand the universe or, like... Yeah. Compliments it further going forward. Yeah, I mean, the, like the the post credit scene, uh, you know, definitely like opens things up in a pretty interesting yeah, way. It's kind of cool in the context of like the MCU and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette real, real quick. Be okay. Right back. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, for sure. Do your thing. <coughs> Shit, Sean, what are you been up to, man? Literally just working and chilling as much as possible. Cool, cool, cool. How about you? Doing that dad um, thing. Doing that dad thing, man. Doing that that dad life. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy right now because Atticus is pretty fussy. I think he's getting some teeth. Ah, oh, shit. And uh, so it's kind of been a pain in the ass, honestly. Uh, he's been real, real fussy boy 
but uh, you know, I don't know. It's just uh, I don't know. It'll like like I was telling Amy, like what what it'll only last like what like a year and a half. So <laughs> in like a year and a half, all of his fucking teeth will be here, and then we can just. I don't know. Then by then he'll be like almost two and then it'll be just a whole new nightmare, I guess. But yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. Going back to work soon. Are you, are you dreading that or looking forward to it? Uh, both, both Both because I think I've gotten so used to not working and I've gotten so used to my routine with like a baby and stuff and not having to work. But, uh, it's going to be really weird, especially with like my shitty schedule like getting home and he's like going to be already asleep and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's just going to, it's going to be kind of strange, but I think it'll be nice too to kind of like have a little bit of like space, like to be able to go to work and, and just kind of, you know, do my thing, especially when like, I don't hate oh, my, fuck. Oh, what's up, man? It started raining, dude. Oh, no shit. Really? Yeah. Huh. I just, Whatever, I I, can't, I don't need to smoke a cigarette. Well, you anyway. can smoke inside. The apartment complex won't. Yeah, care, you know, right? I just <laughs> I just rather not have my apartment, you know, stink up the place. Honestly, yeah, that's true. You don't want it to smell like my grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have like a relative that like every every time you went over, it was like, oh, well, now I'm gonna smell like cigarettes for the next four days. Yeah, yeah, you just Maybe like I should go just there and, like vape. So like get some of those like really nice smelling vapes. That, yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, I mean, vaping is is the cool thing to do these days. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's all about it. Mm-hmm. You can do yeah. it anywhere. That's true. Can you do it anywhere? I'm no, like kind can't. of unclear. You cannot. You can't because, like, I looked up for my flights. Maybe Japan. not legally. Oh, you can't. <laughs> I'd imagine flight. Yeah, flights. Yeah, it's fucking, probably. Yeah, but it's yeah. like there's no difference. It's just vapor. It's water vapor. Like, who cares? Yeah, because uh, like I I feel like there are like restaurants and. Uh, I don't know. Can you like vape in a movie theater? Like if you were to go see, it's it's like a, movie. a fucking social faux pas though. Like you shouldn't like yeah. do that. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. It's like if I was going to see like say like a real chill, laid back movie at like the Draft House, say like Inherent Vices. Have you guys seen Inherent Vice? Oh yeah, we uh, we actually watched that right before you got here. Oh really? No shit. I saw that yeah. uh, just the other day. Hell it's, yeah! It's it's a pretty good movie. I yeah. mean, it's it, kind of. It's weird, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. I, I really didn't understand it, I would say, but I was, yeah. it drew my attention in, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, compared to, like, Paul Thomas Anderson's other movies, it's kind of the outlier, right? Like, it's so unique and strange, and, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. it was based on a book by that guy Thomas Pinchon, right? Yeah, the uh, the famous postmodern Mm-hmm. Author, I don't know much about him. I know you had read some of Gravity's Rainbow, right? Yeah, man. Like I got through like sixty pages. I was really trying to be a trooper. It's like about pulling it. te- pulling teeth or what? Yeah, it's just like it's just so difficult because you just you just don't know what's happening, and there's like some funny moments, and that kind of keeps you in. But then, like, I mean, I know based off of inherent vice like i know that's the point that he's trying to confuse you with these like convoluted plots and that's like kind of the point of postmodernism yeah but i think for like a book it's harder to keep up with it rather than a film so like with inherent vice it's much easier to 
let it flow all over you because it's more passive than a book, you know? Yeah. Is it like, so if you had to compare it to the equivalent for like the medium, like what kind of, like what movie would be comparable to the experience of reading Gravity's Rainbow? Is it, is there not really one? It wouldn't just be like, is probably as like good as it gets, honestly. Well, I, I just mean like, uh, like Gravity's Rain, reading Gravity's Rainbow is to watching what movie? Inherent Vice. Oh, really? Yeah. Like you re- really? Because I'm, I'm okay. I'm not like yeah for sure. Mm. Because just like Inherent Vice has like a very convoluted plot, mm-hmm. and uh, it serves a purpose like being convoluted. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought so too. I thought that it added to the kind of uh, like the the movie itself is putting you into Doc Sportello's like mm-hmm. mind almost is the way that I kind of interpreted it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I was kind of thinking that's how he solves his cases. Like he's a private investigator who's also on drugs. Yeah. And so like, I feel like his train of thought isn't necessarily always coherent, but it ends up getting to the right place somehow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. is it because sure. of like his free association that, it's the right place. So it's a trick almost like just because, um, just because it makes sense to him and it makes sense to us. Does that mean that's actually what makes sense in that universe per se? Because you can't even rely. He's an unreliable like character in terms of perception. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of funny, right? How there's like a narrator, Mm-hmm. But that's not even It's unreliable him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's even more unreliable Because she mm-hmm. fucking like Disappears And she like Like mm-hmm. I, like She's not real right You guys don't think she's real I uh, came to the conclusion That she is not real yeah. yeah And there's a scene in the movie That brought me to that conclusion Which which one Yeah which in particular one? It's when he's going into Like the rehab facility And he's talking to her about it And he's like It means this in Ancient Hindu or Indian She's like, nah, that's ancient Greek, and it means big animal tooth covered in gold. Yeah, because he's just thinking about oh, like yeah. that the whole and time. And then he yeah. pulls up to the facility, and she doesn't get out of the car with him. In fact, she's not even in the passenger seat. At yeah, that point. right. That's that's kind of what yeah like made me think that she wasn't real either. Is the the fact that like there's a couple shots where some of those uh, PTA long shots where she's in the car mm. and then he'll like turn a corner and it'll go back to that shot. And she's like, not there. Yeah. So, and nobody else ever interacts with her either. Even when she's in a scene with them, they don't talk to her. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. The, the scene when they're doing the Ouija board and, and that's with uh, Shasta and, um, yeah. Sportello and, sh- and a uh, sore leaves was just like sitting there off to the side and, <laughs> Shasta wasn't listening to what Sorlige was saying, and they, and Shasta and Sportello both run off without Sorlige. So, mm-hmm. I wonder what she represents, though. Like what, like a sub, his subconscious? Or yeah, like, it's, well, it's got to be his. I don't know. It's it's like his subconscious trying to trying to piece the narrative of it all together. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like trying to like shape it into a story to further keep, help him figure out what's happening. Keep in mind yeah. though, like he's almost the, the clarity that yeah. holds stuff together. The, kind of yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. glue. Right. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind that like PTA actually made sore the narrator yeah. as opposed to like 
in the book, she was, I guess she was a little, not as important, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I haven't read Inherent Vice, but um, I don't know how that would uh, affect her role per se, you know? Yeah. I, well, I had, uh, I had read actually a, a good amount of inherent, not, not a good amount. I read some of inherent vice before really? I huh. stopped before, because I stopped reading every book at some point before finishing, <laughs> but no. Yeah. And it's funny because the opening of the book is, um, is almost identical to the movie. And Man. instead of it's, it's, I think PTA just adapted the book into the medium. That's what he said. He said he just yeah. took the book, wrote a script, like word yeah, for word. Yeah, because uh, it's it's Pinchon. It's like him writing yeah. uh, as the author of the book. Yeah. Like, that's the quote-unquote narrator of the what turns into the movie, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's her almost. I don't even know if she's a character in the book. I think honestly. she is. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. she? I read that she okay. is a character. Yeah. She's a smaller character, and PTA kind of expanded her. Oh, I see. Her. And then he kind of... I see. Okay, I see why he did that then. Mm. But, um, yeah. Yeah, and he kept, like, direct, like, prose from the from the novel for her to, like... Yeah, with, like, Shasta. Do, do his yeah. exposition in yeah. her narration. That uh, Yeah, like, that opening scene... Because uh, by the time I saw the movie, really all I remembered from the book was the opening because it was so like that. That was my first interaction with like his writing and all that stuff was like their dialogue in that scene. And the dialogue, I think, is pretty much verbatim from the book. Uh, but I, I don't even know if it's cut down. It seems like the whole scene from the book is like in the movie. But um, yeah, which is like an interesting thing for PTA to do, because has he ever adapt i mean i guess he adapted oil right yeah, yeah. but that's not yeah it's it's really a lot of a, yeah a uh inspiration rather than like you know uh, adaptation mm-hmm. yeah you know oil provide the basis for uh there will be blood mm-hmm. you know so i mean i would say there, there will be blood is pretty much an original film by pta yeah for sure you know so, yeah, I, I really like that beginning scene because it sets up so much shit. Mm-hmm. Like, so my thing, I think that Shasta is like, um, see, Shasta, I don't even know if it is is real either, honestly, because she's like, she's like the metaphor for like the changing times. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the 19, she's like the 1960s. And then she shows up in like 1970, <laughs> like where, like attire. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also the year in that takes place. Gear, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. The like, what was the pros? Like, he was like dressed like she sh- she swore she never. She, yeah. She well, never yeah, that she yeah. swore she never would or something. And it's night, and it's clear that it's 1970. Like that's the year that this takes place. So the mm-hmm. 60s are like over. Yeah. And Sportello is like in love with like the sixties and is just like <laughs> trying to chase after his ex, which is Shasta. Yeah, yeah. You know, trying to get back what because uh, he's a he's a hippie. Like yeah. that's his age is the sixties, and he just yeah. wants it back. That's you know that's that's really interesting. The more you think about it too, because it's like, um, a PTA really loves like these turning. Uh, like in Boogie Nights, it was the seventies to the eighties. Yeah, you know these what I era mean. Pieces, yeah, yeah, and then like the the turn, like the turn of a, a what do you a decade? decade I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's real. I guess I didn't like really piece together that that's 
uh, I mean, the, he's kind of chasing Shasta, but she's like changing and he's, he's like a guy who doesn't change the entire movie, mm. you know? Yeah. He, he's like actually stubborn. Like mm. it's funny to say that of a hippie, you know, you think that they would be, um, you know, free flowing and just going <laughs> with whatever yeah. the motions he's are. He's a conservative but, hippie almost. Yeah. He is, yeah. <laughs> Cause he, Cause he literally just wants to keep the sixties alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he still dresses like it and, and it's funny because that's, that's the title of the, the, the film and book it's inherent vice, mm-hmm. which is essentially that everything inherently breaks down over time, like entropy. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there's no, it, it, it's not caused by any external force. Like inherently something it, within you is going to like, break and wither away and it's the same thing with just the times like it's going to change whether you like it or not it's inherent it's an inherent vice yeah you know and i love that title it's such a it's such a cool ass title for (laughs) the movie and the book and it perfectly summarizes like what the what the book is about at least what i think obviously and it makes sense that it's about like thematically yeah yeah Yeah. that's true yeah but yeah man this this is just fucking did you guys think that like I'm pretty 100% sure that Josh Brolin is amazing in this film. I love him. Absolutely. Thanos himself. Thanos himself. Pretty much all the acting is good, but he definitely, his character stands out. His character is awesome. I love him. Mm -hmm. Bigfoot Bjornsson. Yeah, Bigfoot (laughs) Bjornsson. I love that name, Bjornsson, too. He confused me so Mm -hmm. much the the first time, too. Mm -hmm. Right on, like, his motivations and shit. His motivations, seeing him as, like, he's a detective, but he's also an actor. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, that that's was right. so weird. Like he's like in the shitty cop show. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, does he Adam, play multiple characters? Yeah. But I realized Adam that 12, that was dude. him. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking Adam Twelve, dude. He's Ad, what? That's the name of the cop show, Adam Twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Yeah, because like, no, it was funny. Um, my my friend's dad. He, you know, he grew up during that time. Mm-hmm. So whenever I came home to his house as a kid, he's like, "What, Adam Twelve? <laughs> He's like referencing that that's like great. show, and I was like, like I don't know. Oh, that's cuts. a real show. Yeah, it's a real show. Yeah, I didn't oh, know that. Wow. Adam Twelve's like a real show, and he would always say that. I was like, I've never seen that show. Like, I don't know what you're talking I don't even, about. I wouldn't have even. I'd have been like, okay. What's but I remember seeing it, like Adam Twelve on the screen. I was like, oh yeah, that's like my buddy's dad who always called that's me what so Adam Twelve because that's the call sign that they use that cops use for like a certain situation. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you know, they have funny. all these codes like a use. like a 182 and uh, blink 182 i've yeah. heard of yeah. police being called 12 normally in a negative context like people saying fuck 12 that's probably oh, that's, that's probably what adam 12 is yeah then. and yeah. the same thing like hawaii yeah. 50 like that became slang also oh yeah I heard uh, that. yeah that makes sense yeah mm. but uh yeah bigfoot bjornson's such an interesting character because he he starts off in the movie and you're like, oh fuck this guy. This guy's an asshole. Yeah. But then he starts like kind of helping. Um, There's a love hate relationship. Yeah, it's like them. a love hate thing. Like uh, Sportella, like he starts helping out Doc here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like from the first scene he's in, you're like, oh, this guy seems like a fucking. Yeah, like, because I love the line that Thomas Pinion's like prose says, like, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Um, a twinkle in a twinkle in his eye that says civil rights violations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great, exactly. Yeah. Such a like uh, person like of the fifties that's just like grown that's up him. into see, and not changed. See, yeah. Shasta's the sixties and um, Bigfoot is the fifties. Yeah, 
and he's um that's why he picks on Sportello because it's like you know you're you're the reason why like the the good old days are are gone and shit you know yeah exactly oh, interesting yeah <laughs> I was thinking that they were really kind of similar in their ways yeah I think I th- well I think they they are I think both of them are um well how do you guys interpret kind of like the final like the end of the movie with um Bigfoot. When he's like, what he's like loading the he drugs. He has psychic up, right? break. He has psychotic break, man. Yeah. When he eats all the weed. Well, no. Before that, even when he's packing oh. the drugs into his car. Right? Oh, so Am this brings up my other theory, okay. which I'm 100 percent right. I don't okay. think. All right. There's any uncertainty to Play it. Honest man. Yeah. He's fucking gay. Like, there's no doubt that he's like gay, <laughs> because there's all those frozen banana scenes where he like sexually like fucking yeah. looks at frozen yeah. banana. It's true. He, he literally and fillets the bananas. He really yeah. does. It's super obvious. And then he does a really awkward like scene with Sportello where he licks his finger and just does it for he does the, you know, finger hole thing for an uncomfortably long time. Oh yeah, yeah. that's you right. Know? <laughs> and then when we hear about his family life, his wife fucking hates like how he acts all the time and they have to go to therapy. Oh, that's you know? right. Yeah. And she's like, I only ask you for one day of the fucking week. And then she says, like, Mr. Moral Turpitude to Sportello. Oh, like, yeah. I think it's probably gentlemen that, like, call him, you know, like, gentlemen of the night. Ooh, yeah. Or some oh, shit. shit. And she's like, fuck yeah. off. Don't, like, bother yeah. my husband. Well, that's, that's like, even, even further, like, mm-hmm. an old school, like, 50s thing is, like, suppressing his... Exactly. Like, identity exactly. that far. Yeah. yeah. Because... So, which yeah. pushes him to break. Oh, fuck, yeah. dude. Yeah, so I think you're right. That's, that's what absolutely what I was is. thinking there's another thing that could push him to break, too. Is that he lost his partner, like his, and that's another part of the homosexual relationship. Okay, yeah, he loved his partner. It it was probably a homosexual relationship. They said he never worked with anyone else after that. Exactly, he was totally alone. Oh shit! Damn, y'all are breaking this movie. And then he gains revenge on the Golden Fang, which we should talk about for a bit, by like um, brokering, making Sportello go into. Um, the golden fang and like kill off the hitman who killed his partner. Yeah. He mm-hmm. set it up. The uh, Nazi mm. guy, right? Nazi face guy. The bald, the bald old man and the Nazi face guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. At the end of the movie, Prussia, I think Adrian was his name. Prussia, yeah, yeah. Adrian Prussia. Yeah. Adrian yeah. That's right. Okay. So like, yeah, he set up Sportello to to do that, and then stole the heroin from the golden fang. Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, like he was so. He was way too vindictive about like getting back at that hitman, you mm-hmm. know, and killed yeah. his partner. And then on the death report, it also says like the mercy contact is his partner. Why not like, why not like mm. his family? Mm. <laughs> why why would it be Bigfoot? That would be the mercy contact. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Huh. It, I mean, like I know I said like before when remember on Glorious Bastards, I was like, yeah, oh you know I maybe um, what's his name. Um, the colonel mm-hmm. was gay. Hey, that's whatever. Oh, Hans Landit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This one's uh, pretty like 100% no, sure. No, dude, that, that, like, that really Bigfoot's pieces gay. together. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's really on the nose with like mm. the banana, uh, the banana scenes, mm. but like beyond that, it's like pretty subtle and it actually, I think makes sense. And it's funny character. how like, you know, I watched this film a, a few times mm-hmm. actually. And, uh, cause like, I think the third time was me and Sean today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, 
at first, when I first saw that banana scene, I thought it was just being funny for the sake of it, just being silly. Because <laughs> yeah. you have, like, uh, mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix in the background. And he's just, like, like staring at him. Just like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, when you first, when you don't know the context, you're like, this is just fucking random, but it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But then when you lurk, look at the actual context, it makes sense. And that's, like, how I feel about this whole movie, is that everything is supposed to hit you first fresh yeah and then you start pissing uh, pissing <laughs> piecing <laughs> yeah piecing the uh the clues together and you get something sure. really cool yeah like yeah. bigfoot his name is bigfoot that's a rare thing so he's rare he's he's a gay cop he has good morals <laughs> he has good morals um yeah. he still um he works by himself you know I, I don't know. You know what? I, there's a oh, lot of man. things there. You know? I wonder what Bjornsson means. That probably right. means something too, right? Yeah, probably. it's such a weird name. Like it's got to got to mean something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's just one of uh, what 700 characters that are in this yeah. movie. <laughs> like it's it's fucking nuts, man. Like this movie is like crammed to the fucking gills with like just care and then like characters will get introduced two hours in and yeah. you're like well okay yeah. there's this guy now and like or they might be introduced like by name early mm-hmm. in the movie and then you see yeah. him later you're like oh shit that person's actually well, real let, let's yeah, work yeah, our yeah, way yeah. down because I think the next most um okay so it'll probably be Sportello's or main guy yeah then yeah. Bigfoot Bigfoot then Koi uh, Benicio no, um, that's Wait, no um, uh, fucking Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah, you think he's next before Benicio? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, in ter- okay, in terms of importance or importance mm-hmm. and and um, screen time. Yeah, he's one hundred percent. I guess his arc of the movie is yeah. one of the emotional arcs, aside from uh, it's Doc one of the most Shasta. important ones. I think. Yeah. yeah, he kind of strings together the plot a lot, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I think that's one loose end. I mean, there's still a bunch of loose ends <laughs> for me, but I think that's one intriguing loose end I wanted to ask you guys about. Like, who does Koi represent? Because I thought Jesus, honestly. That's mm. that's my because of the the last the symbolism of the Last, the last Supper, supper yeah. yeah, the Last Supper scene and how he um, how he sacrifices his life. Mm-hmm. To help like the U.S., like to help like his government. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I can. I can honestly well see intentioned. That. Yeah, you, well yeah. intentioned. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that just because out of the whole movie, his arc is really like sincere, right. and it's very like what he has like his wife and his daughter, and like mm-hmm. he just wants to get back to them, mm-hmm. and like Doc delivers it at the end, and like it gets like it's like that's like I feel like his arc is like the most emotional, and so like through that I, c- I could definitely see that being the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, what do you Did, think, Sean? Just through like fucking how how he is introduced, like the story that fucking what's her name Je- Jenna, Jenna Malone, Malone says, yeah, like that whole ridiculous story. Oh, God, like she was. No, he was taking a shit in a bathroom. Yeah. And she, like, rushed into his stall because she had to puke up <laughs> a, fell a, in bag a bag of heroin. <laughs> a bag of heroin. And then, so he shat at the same time she puked. <laughs> and then she's like, he had a boater, like, yeah. as this was. <laughs> God damn. I would have oh, honestly God. loved to see that scene visualized in the movie just because it would have been so fucking crazy. And then, and they're talking about how they kept shooting up and had their daughter. Oh my And God. then how it affected oh, right. the baby because yeah. it was going through her breast milk and the show 
Sportello the picture, and he kind of just freaks out for a second. He just like <laughs> screams. Yeah. One of the best moments of Joaquin Phoenix's career. <laughs> no, Joaquin, like, his, his like, reactions in the scene were, like, fucking amazing. In fact, his yeah. reactions to everything in Dude, this movie. Dude, he's so good in this movie. <laughs> he's like, so he's good. unbelievably good. Yeah. And, like, the, the how he plays the, uh, yeah, like, the, like, the, uh, it's so nuanced, too, in that, like, he'll just, like, be mumbling stuff also. And, like, thank God for subtitles so you can, like, understand what he's saying. But it's like Sh- so Sh- in line with the character. Sh- yeah. Sh- yeah. <laughs> man, I wish I would have watched it with subtitles more. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, man, it, it yeah, helps, dude. man. Because he's always he's always saying something, but yeah. like this, those subtitles really help like clarify it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like the quote, uh, "Don't worry, thinking comes later." At the very beginning of the movie, yeah. yeah. I just that's like, hey guys. Yeah, that's like that's like an explicit wow. cue to say, exactly. "Hey, man, like fucking, yeah, don't like, worry about it." Exactly, <laughs> that is just buckle up. Damn, that's genius. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like the tagline for the movie and how to enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. It's like the the mm. philosophy of like how to watch Inherent Vice. Mm. Yeah, because like I feel like you just have to. I mean, we've talked about this with like Rifen and stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to get into the author's like headspace. You have to understand like mm-hmm. where they're coming from if, in order to enjoy like certain films. And that's why, like, I don't know. There, I mean, I don't want to piss you off, Brent, but like, no, yeah, Steven Spielberg just kind of like tries to appeal as broadly as possible. Uh-huh. And that's why I feel like I don't really hear a I mean, I don't really hear a voice in his films. Okay. And I think he does it. I, I'll give you credit. Like he does that amazingly. Like, I don't know how you could do it, mm-hmm. but I guess for me, I like to hear, I guess when I watch films, I like to be in someone else's shoes for an hour and a half, like yeah. see where someone else is like coming from. That's you know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Definitely. I, th- I think a lot of that too, though, does come down to writing also though. Right. Wouldn't you yeah, say? I mean like, do you, you mean like, a, like you'd rather watch like an auteur, like writer director than say right. something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that I makes mean, sense. Yeah. I would prefer, but it doesn't mean like I would like not mm-hmm. watch a Steven Spielberg film. Obviously. Yeah, for sure. I know? mean, uh, no, I mean that's, that's a, that's a valid point for sure. Mm. But uh, would you say this movie is in PTA's voice cuz I don't necessarily think that it is. No, it's not. I don't I don't really think so either. I think it's like it's beautifully directed and mm. well the thing is now we're getting into like what is a director's job, yeah. you know? And it's like I I know we've like talked this to death, but it's like it's there's so much involved. It's like you're figuring out the shots, relaying that to your cinematographer, you're like figuring out how to interpret the story the best way Mm -hmm. you're managing the actors. And like, it takes a great director to get performances like PTA does Uh, out of his actors. You know, I will say like, I mean, see, that's a great point Mm -hmm. about the actors because it's PTA's responsibility to make sure they, they pull off the intention of the writer. Right. Yeah. So I think that PTA did a wonderful job in directing in the sense that, he somehow captured Pinchon's, like, vision. Yeah. I mean, like, I think if anyone's picked up, like, a Pinchon book, 
Mm-hmm. You, you just like, how the fuck would you even like put this on film? Yeah. How yeah, the no, fuck it's, would it's, you do that? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy. Cause it's like, this is almost his, well, no, I think it definitely is his most like journeyman movie. Like his most, like I'm going to take the source and interpret that as well as I can. Mm. Like, like this isn't like an auteur movie, even though most of, I think all of his are where like he writes all of his movies and, and directs them, you know, it's like fully his voice. Mm. Um, but yeah, this one, he, I guess decided like, I love this book or I love this writer so much that mm. I want this to be a thing that I, you know, reinterpret on screen as right. like right. honestly as I can, I guess, you know? And that's, what's like, I think that's where his skill comes from, mm. you know? Yeah. I mean, it already takes like fucking work to just fucking think of what, what shot would be like Thomas Pinchon's like prose. Yeah. Like, I don't even, mm, yeah, I, I think, don't even know where to start with. That. I think PTA even struggled with that initially. Like, cause he, I read that he was trying to do a different Pinchon book. And for like years, right. yeah. and ended up not doing it. And then when Inherent Vice came out, he decided he wanted to. And like it's, a, said, it's a new book. Like it's a pretty new book. It came right? out in 2009, and the yeah. film was in 2014. That's what surprised me that like it came out so recently. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you know. And yeah. and like you said earlier, how he he literally transcribed the whole book like word for word and made it into like a super huge like script, mm. and then went from there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And then like cuts stuff out and like shortens things probably. I think the biggest sense. thing he cut out was the Las Vegas segment. I think that's what I saw. That's what I read, oh. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Because he like you remember the threesome girl mm-hmm. with the nice butt? Yeah. And like she's just into threesomes. Like she has she walks out with those oh, two Nazi yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. The, the laughing gas the scene. The dead guy's sister. Yeah. 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 Uh Clancy Carlock, I think that was her name. Yeah. Sherlock or something. Sherlock. Sherlock, yeah. 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 And she just walks, you know, and then in the book, I think like she follows them to Vegas. I mean, he, Sportella follows them to, fit, to Vegas. Oh boy. Yeah. Wow. That would have been a bit of a fear and a tangent in a movie, not afraid to already dive into tangents, yeah. I guess. This yeah. movie would have been like three and a half hours if they went to fucking Vegas. Yeah. I dude. guess PTA was like, we got to fucking make c- some concessions here. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. um, yeah, no, it's fascinating. Like the, the way that he directs this movie I think we mentioned on like one of our prior podcasts, it's like you can, you can kind of see that it's the same director who did something like the master and there will be blood. Yeah. But it's also, God, I really should have kept an eye on this stuff closer when I was watching. Like, I don't know the shots like linger longer and they like, yeah, he's got a few like, like Mm -hmm. long takes in there. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah quite, uh, there's quite a few in this movie. I think they serve the shots the rape scene. Yeah. Dude, that scene. I want to see. Yeah, do you guys think that was a rape scene? Because, like, I felt like she. The first time I did. I don't think it is. The most recent time watching yeah. it, it was almost like a role play. I, view, right? I viewed it more like that. I don't but think I don't it's think a rape it scene. even happened. I don't think that it actually happened in reality anyway. So it doesn't. Oh, matter. like her even being there. Yeah. That's like, a okay. good point. I did. I heard something. Yeah. At the beginning of the book, mm-hmm. where it's talking about how she's dressed in the new way she never would be, she used to only wear the yeah. bottom part of a flower print bikini and a country. And yeah, she was fisher, wearing that. Exactly. And she was wearing that exactly. So, ah, that's yeah, interesting. That scene, yeah, it it was in his mind. Like yeah. that didn't actually happen. So that's why I'm like, okay, well, I guess you can like because he was projecting what he would do to her. Yeah. 
so to me it was like kind of like a rape scene because like she yeah. was saying how like if I had that girl who like you know went around sleeping or whatever you know all those like sexually like promiscuous things that mm. she did with um the real estate guy yeah how yeah. guys would Their just big like ass, toss like, her like, around fuck bed. yeah yeah <laughs> like if I would uh, and then he starts slapping her on the ass and mm. like then he just like grabs her. And does her like doggy style really fast and just like very, like nothing like you would expect from him. Yeah, you know. And then she sh- sheds well, a it's tear. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. that that recontextualizes it a bit. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. It's like, yeah, it definitely doesn't play out how you think because it's like this super like sensual hmm. fucking buildup where like she gradually starts like caressing his dick more and more mm. with her foot with her foot yeah. and like dude uh, what's that her name Catherine that, Waterston like, that scene was so for good. Quinn Tarantino my friend hey <laughs> where's the feet right there there's um, a lot of feet yeah, yeah there there was a good amount of feet in this movie mm. um yeah, dude, but she's like she's incredible in that scene. Right. It's so good, and it's she's like really what good. five or six minutes, yeah, like one a take. long take. I don't know how she like cued that one tear at the exact right moment. Dude. Like it's perfect. Yeah, god damn it, that takes a great director, man, to fucking get that out of somebody, man. Right, you know, so good. Yeah, Catherine Waterstone should be in more stuff. Too bad about she Alien should. Covenant. Yeah, I thought she was good in that, but it's she was like, good. But it's like, where's they gonna take her? That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, they didn't give her enough to nah. to do. Yeah, she definitely needs to be in more shit. Put yeah. her in a fucking Tarantino's new movie. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Get Tarantino, man. Yeah. Let's call him up and say, "Where's Waterstone?" Hey, get Cat <laughs> get Cat yeah. Waterstone in that yeah. movie. It's like you and PTA need to switch casts. That'd what be cool, f- man. I would love to see Joaquin in the fucking. Tarantino movie. All right. God, that'd be good. Why hasn't that happened? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. He has like, he has like his staples though. Like the cast, like a bunch of people that he's like, okay, well you're going to be in this, like Tim Roth and like Madsen and. Cause those are all his buddies. Yeah. 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 All his bros, you know, <laughs> but, uh, he's like, he's like a better version of Am Sandler and his like troop of <laughs> fucking idiots. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like instead of, Instead of like uh, having a, a shitty movie's budget at like seventy million, going to Hawaii and like making a quick yeah. garbage movie with your buds, <laughs> he like he gets a, a, a movie together with that same budget and like goes to fucking like an icy tundra cabin and like films like the hateful. Well, what I don't understand is why doesn't Adam Sandler just do some ridiculous movie like Inherent Vice or just do some like. Like ensemble, like Pinion movie, and yeah. his fans will just fucking eat it up. Like it doesn't even well, fucking matter. Do, well, you know what I mean? That's what that's what pisses me off about him so much is he has this Netflix deal, right? Like that's yeah. what you're referring to, yeah. right? And I think they re-upped it because he already uh, finished his four movies, and they were all garbage. It was like the ridiculous six and the fart guy, and like <laughs> it's like all these fucking bad movies, and. Yeah, dude, if 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 a streaming company writes you basically a blank check to make whatever you want and gives you like decent budgets, oh god, it pisses me off that he just throws that in the fucking garbage can and then farts on it. <laughs> Fuck Adam Sandler. Fuck Kevin James. Hey, that's you PTA's know, boy though. No, I mean, only one movie. <laughs> for one movie yeah. and it's Adam Sandler's well, best the, movie. The better SNL cast member was Martin Short. 
Oh, he who was, was great. in it. Dude, <laughs> holy shit. He is incredible yeah. in this movie. He's Dude, like, even for like how many, like 10 minutes in this yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. And he's like this fucking coked up, like creepy dentist. <laughs> yeah. God, dude, he's he's bringing like, uh, did you guys both watch Arrested Development or? Yeah, yeah but like I barely remember. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's bringing his like Arrested Development energy to this movie. Remember his like when he's, he doesn't, he can't use his legs. And so the guy carries him around and he's like fucking hitting people. And <laughs> I don't remember that dude, at all. That sounds incredible. hilarious. He's amazing in Arrested That's Development. Funny. But it's like that same energy. Like he's so He's like doing lines of coke every two seconds. I might join you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So God. that was what was cool about PTA's directing is that mm-hmm. the uh, the film like followed the drug. So mm. in the cocaine scene, the frame rate actually sped up. Oh no! Shit. So oh. to follow the the buzz because uh, right before they left, they were like, "Oh, I think I caught it was that." Really yeah, cool. I know they what you're were saying. Like, it was really yeah. fa- they like walk up. Yeah, like, the frame really rate quick. was like yeah. sped up. I mean, yeah. same with like, like a Charlie like, Chaplin movie for a second, like exactly. really fast moving. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, and then he dies, right? Yeah, he dies. Yeah, <laughs> due <laughs> to a, a, tra- trampoline. a trampoline accident, quote unquote. Yeah, but then it says that he has like a bite mark in his neck. From a the golden fang, a large wild animal. Yeah. So, moto panakeku, moto panakeku, moto panakeku. So, what do you guys think of the golden fang? Like, what, what do you think their whole like shtick was? Like, what? What's? Dude, I got some theories myself. Well, so. p- throw them out there because honestly, with the golden fang, I'm still like very fucking confused about that whole kind of like what all that meant. I um, guess it's like the exploitation of capitalism or something okay yeah capitalism right that's what that represents yeah it is a because if you go into this movie knowing about the theme of like changing times Mm -hmm. that it's like what i talked about with you brent and sergio about like appropriation Mm -hmm. and the thing that like when something cool happens consistently for like an extended amount of time, mm. um, businesses will start um, appropriating that like cool thing. And yeah, then yeah. when businesses start appropriating, the government will start appropriating it. Mm. And this is seen by like Bigfoot when he says like groovy and psychedelic, like wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then you see like um, Adrian Prusher just say like groovy psychedelic like they're using like 60s verbiage and it's just it's like these non-cool people are using it now (laughs) yeah it's been co-opted for a new meaning yeah so the golden fang is like appropriating like the uh the culture the culture yeah of the 60s that's so interesting yeah that definitely makes sense so like the modern day would be like Burger King and Wendy's getting into like a fucking meme Twitter fight. Exactly. Right. Like so that's being, the similar It's being thing, appropriated right? now. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the thing is that they make an economy cause it, cause they understand heroin use mm-hmm. is good. So they import the heroin yeah. and then they get people hooked and then people need, um, people need teeth, their teeth fixed so they make money off that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they and then yeah. it's also co-opted with the um the clinic. The what is it called? Crystal something? You know the one the, where the rehab place. The rehab place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. 
And then you have those people who need to get off heroin. This is all part. They all work in tandem. The government yeah, works all in the tandem. same company, pretty much. Yeah. So they hear advice. I mean, it's just like what is cool will break down into like the government and mm-hmm. and all that jazz and will become a part of the economy. Yeah. And I thought it was it's fucking brilliant actually. It's pretty cool. God dude. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. really fucking great. I, <laughs> I didn't I honestly didn't like piece all that together. Uh, I like caught on to the capitalism thing, but not like the full mm-hmm. like that yeah, like I mean, if one leads into the other into the there's other. a reason why the guy that Shasta's Shasta hooked up with is the real estate developer. Yeah. Because she moved on to like the the uncool guy who well he became cool because he started doing like all these drugs. Yeah, exactly. And then he decided that he wanted to um give his money away and the FBI was like, No, you're <laughs> you can't do that. That's gonna ruin everything if you yeah. give your land for free. And his real estate company was was um he took that cleared out the neighborhood where that Black Panther guy yeah. was at. Cause he remember how he was saying like, Oh, like I came back from prison and my old stomping grounds in Artesia was gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then Bigfoot was the guy who was in the commercial for <laughs> the real estate. And he's, and he's an actor and he's yeah. acting like a sixties guy when it's 1970. He's saying like, check yeah. out these cool, Cause it's like when you see the commercials for like Burger King right now, like the memes. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, it's okay, all like this is not cool. Fucking like memes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Isn't that cool though? That's pretty That's fucking, is, fucking yeah, cool. God damn. Yeah, layers donkey. Yeah, dude. If any movie <laughs> has real. layers donkey, it's fucking inherent advice. I won't say this is because due to PTA. It's obviously due to Pinion's like brain. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think that. Uh, it, it's so it's so clever. Yeah. With, but you just don't pick up on these things if you just have one viewing of it, you know. Absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel, I feel bad for people who have only seen it, like, the one time. Because, like, even, like, dude, uh, have you watched the Red Letter Media review of it? There's one of there is man and they're very I, I watched it they shit on it they pretty much do yeah they're they're basically saying that it's like incoherent and all this stuff and it's like yes but it's like it's 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 like uh, only God forgives or something almost where it's like it's it seems like something the first time you watch it mm. because because some movies are like that right like they're mm. doing something specific and you don't know what that's going the to be until after thing. you've seen it yeah. Like the Last Jedi, uh, but that's what makes it so interesting. It's like the more times you see it, the more you start to like parse mm-hmm. what that stuff is, you know. So I think that this movie, or I guess Thomas Pinion, is like. I think that it's warranted to see it multiple times because that's the way that it was intended mm-hmm. because of its confusing narrative. Yeah. So then you can parse it more. Like it, it makes you want to understand, I mean, or walk away like <laughs> I did with rain, uh, gravity's rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you're willing to stick with it to, I mean, that's why I like primer so much. It's like, if you're willing to stick with it, and keep at it and keep putting it together. Yeah. It, it it's rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, it it and it's like it's hard when you have something like Transformers where you just watch it once and you're like, yeah, I yeah, know exactly. what this is. Yeah. 
Like I got what you were trying to tell me. And it's like, I, I'm like, I have zero interest in watching like any of Transformers ever again. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, well, I know what it is. They're just bad though. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I see you, you know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's films that you watch them once. Psh, yeah. Done. You got everything you need. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And here vices in many ways. It's like, it's like an anti Spielberg movie. It's like the opposite. You have to have the opposite philosophy to take away what he intended with this movie than say watching like Indiana Jones or Jaws or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you have to put in a little bit more effort and like watch it a few times, a couple times, think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like look up and look up like internet shit. Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no shame in trying to spark notes it if you could. Yeah, you know? sure. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. And yeah. even in watching it, if you dedicate your full attention to it, you still aren't going to pick up everything the first time. Whereas, like, a lot of movies, you'll be able to pick up your phone and read Twitter for five yeah. minutes and come back mm-hmm. and miss absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. And well, that, and that's what's interesting about, like, like this movie and movies like this is that, like, a first-time viewing – I don't know why I'm thinking about this so much. Like, it's just really interesting to me that, like, there are a lot of movies that you don't even know what they are fully until – you get to the ending and like you see it end and you fully understand, like you can take a few steps back and like, look at the Mm. full picture. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, that's the cool thing about this movie is that it gives you clues that you have to do that. Like I said, with the thinking comes later. And then when you see Sportello with the uh, whiteboard and he's like trying to connect all the, (laughs) all the fucking so great. Yeah. Yeah, That is just golden. That's who you are. That's you as an audience member. You're trying to do that too. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. That's that is, bloody that's brilliant. really brilliant, dude. That, to like have really a meta dude, character. Don't worry, don't worry <laughs> that like you don't get this because he doesn't get it. Yeah, and neither should you. Yeah. You know what makes that <laughs> even funnier is that when people like begin talking to him to hire him as their private uh, investigator, the mm-hmm. notes that he takes seem like they yeah, have nothing yeah, to do with clue. what they're telling that's him about. That's another clue about it. That's so great. It, dude. it cues the audience saying like where he says uh, not. Not hallucinate, not hallucinating. Yeah, yeah. That's to tell right. you that he might be hallucinating at other times in his life. You that's know what right. I mean? Yeah. Or yeah, like his bad notes with uh, who is it? Michael K. Williams from The Wire, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the black guy, um, the Black Panther, yeah, Black Panther, yeah, and uh, it's just, yeah, like his notes are just like really off, and it's so fast. <laughs> yeah, he's like totally an audience surrogate, like throughout the whole yeah. movie. <laughs> Oh, God, dude. Something Spanish would... <laughs> yeah, something Spanish. <laughs> and the fact that, like, the the brilliant thing is that it's still fucking enjoyable, even, like, no matter what context it is. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, when I first saw this movie, I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. But I was laughing because it was just so yeah. absurd and funny. Dude, it's definitely you know? his funniest yeah. movie, dude. I think it's yeah. definitely PTA's funniest movie, yeah, for sure. I think... Yeah, that's PTA's job, and I think Pinchon too. Like he's what, what I know is that he's kind of famous for throwing a lot of lowbrow like jokes into his stuff, even though it's like, yeah. Well, there's a lot of physical comedy in this yeah. movie. Like when fucking yeah, like when uh, uh, sport when Doc gets like fucking conked on the head like yes. twice and like falls down or like <laughs> he, he like, runs into the back. cop. He like looks bad, dude. That like yeah. physical comedy shit is so goddamn yeah. funny. Dude, yeah, the running in the cop was funny as so. <laughs> hell. 
Yeah, and then like he stands up and then he's like avoiding by like six feet every cop. Because he acts just like what a hippie would do, where he like he like he like covers it. Remember when the second time he goes to the glass house, the cop? Oh yeah, yeah. He like goes into a fetal position because that's right. He's a peaceful protester. Like he cups his balls and his ass at the same time to protect from like getting kicked. He knows exactly what to do in a a peaceful protest. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then there's weird, um, like, surreal comedy, too. Like, when he goes to the house of uh, Wolfman, and all the cops are having a party there, and they're, like, in different version of cop suits, just in the pool and barbecuing and shit. Dude, that was fucking wild. And and then Bjornsson beats him up when he leaves for... Apparently no reason. Like yeah, yeah. Well, that's what that's what you were talking about, right? When he's in the fetal position and all mm. that. That's the first time they show. He does it he again does it later. Again oh, when he does you're the right. Cop. Yeah, he goes. Well, the I, I just assume that that's when he's like really high. Like that's that's the hallucinations, right? Is when that really surreal shit's happening. Right. See, like I'm trying to interpret but, like what like that. That was something that you think isn't actually real, but mm. then it shows later in the movie that there is that connection between. Like the institution of like the government, like the LAPD, oh, and, and the illegal yeah. shit, like yeah. Mm-hmm. So that could very well have been been real, pretty much. Yeah, because like, and since the movie it, again, like entropy, inherent vice, like inherent instability, you know, chaos. Mm-hmm. I mean, what does a government do? What's their function? Reduce chaos within society, right? So. Yeah. They're trying to what government is designed to do is supposed to stabilize any sort of chaotic events. So that's why they um, appropriate they they learned what you know the hippies do, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, we can just we can if this is the way that they're going to go, then we'll let them have it, but within our rules and our like <laughs> yeah. what, what we what how we want it to go to yeah. create a stable like. Uh, Society, like ecosystem, yeah. For them to it's operate I mean, like it's kind of cool to think. What about do you? It okay, way, so you know? Benicio del Toro's character, that I don't know. I don't know too much. Okay, because he's yeah. he's like the maritime lawyer, lawyer, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. the fucking boat lawyer. Because <laughs> 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 like, and then there's that extended sequence when they're like getting drunk and eating like fucking weird ass like what sounds like fantasy foods at yeah, that like diner. It yeah like weird it's so out Japanese that fusion yeah that right <laughs> with the chick from, I don't really uh, know what to take away from that either like what his character really represents the waitress her. is from uh, Workaholics she was also in The Master yeah oh yeah. she was oh, yeah she's yeah. in The Master wow. That's she right. was one of the followers in The Master nice I thought yeah. Joaquin was the only carryover into this one nah dude he loves he loves his workaholics shit. That's oh, why yeah. that's like the only reason why she he's like, like he's a in. big comedy guy. Which is funny. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, I mean his wife is Yeah. Maya Maya Rudolph. Rudolph. yeah and she was in this movie. I think it's the first time they've ever worked together, right? Yeah. yeah. There, there's a story there. What was it? Um Yeah, like he wanted he wanted to get her in the movie. But she was pregnant or something like that, and so they had to, like well, she was pregnant in the movie with too. the master. Yeah. He wanted her to be one of the people like he was photographing, like photographing. Yeah. But since there wasn't many coloreds or mixed races, oh, in, that's uh, what it was. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't it be like, era yeah, it appropriate. Make sense for the era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have all white people in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Dude. But. Yeah, Benicio del Toro yeah. kills it as always. He's fucking so good. But what is movie. he? What does he represent? Like, what's his like thing? Okay, I so what are his, what's his thing? first scene? 
he's with uh when um when Sportello gets detained by Bigfoot and they're in the uh they're in the office and he's so interrogating. So he's Doc's lawyer, right? Well, yeah. he's just a lawyer, and he it he'll because what's funny is that he'll help represent anybody. That's because right, like he starts yeah. helping like Bigfoot's like oh I could you know you go to Orange County they have a lot less hippies there yeah it's like who are you working for that's right yeah. uh, clients play me money Sportello clients pay me money so who can, <laughs> does he represent like free will like free enterprise or I don't know <laughs> he man. just I'm wants just money yeah, I, don't yeah, I, don't <laughs> I think he kind of just knows shit too like yeah. because part of the he thing, is a bit of an exposition character yeah. well he's fascinated with the Golden Fang shit yeah that's that's for sure yeah. You know. He's like he definitely adds exposition to that side of the Golden Fang. Mm. Mm. Like he teaches Sportello about the actions of the boat, and, and they, that's, they even that's like why he's a, a physically go spy on it. Well, he yeah. also like brings up the the concept of changing times too, because the Golden Fang has gone through so many different um, roles. Like it was yeah. like he was talking about like the history of the Golden Fang boat. Like how it was like a oh, World War Two right. thing, yeah. and then, oh, and then it disappeared yeah. in the in the Bermuda Triangle yeah. for like thirty years or something, yeah. <laughs> and then it came back oh, to geez. be that the heroin um, <coughs> boat, yeah, and then maybe he's like the I don't know, like the I don't, I don't know. know because like the Golden Fang is also another representation of changing times, you know, in the yeah. way that it's it's the same thing, but it. Its roles changes throughout his history, mm-hmm. you know, which is yeah. pretty much like what the, the the theme of the the movie is about. Yeah, you know? yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, I love Benicio del Toro with yeah. uh, Thanos and uh, what's his name? What's his, his name? The, the collector. collector. The collector. Yeah, they're always working yeah. together. Sicario. They're like buddies. They are, dude. dude. Yeah, they must be They're just buddies. like good buds. I would by this love time. to just have dinner with those two. That'd, Go be, to a that'd bar. be great, man. Oh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Benicio. <laughs> Shit, fellas. Josh Brolin is fucking. Is, is one of the This is the summer of, of Brolin, man. This is Brolin 2018. Yeah, what is it? Fucking Sicario, fucking Deadpool, fucking. Uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Uh, then, then he has some some other one coming out, like a fucking uh, like some drama movie. What? Yeah. What? Which I mean, it's about time, man, because he got to start in the Goonies, which is a bad movie. You heard it here first. Never folks. seen it. It's a bad movie. I, I mean, love I've it. Never seen it. Go back and rewatch it. It's not good. It's a nostalgia factor, bro. Dude, that movie's fucking awful, man. And it's yeah. not a Temple of Doom thing. Like I'm, I'm right on this one. Well, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I mean, it's like there's you got think of some childhood film that you loved that is just not flubber. Yeah, flubber probably yeah, doesn't flubber's hold up. not pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was a pretty f- great movie when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah probably. You know. Probably so I mean, up. it's just people with their with their Goonies. Y'all shit. watch Brink on Disney Channel? Hell yeah! What's that? That shit was lit, dude. It was what fucking that? roller skating, dudes. Brink. No, I don't know. Did <laughs> watch that. Brink? Wow! No, on, I didn't. No, honestly, like, cause we moved around a lot when I was a kid, so oh, like, okay. it was you could never get the Disney Channel because it was like That's a premium. Right. It was shit. a, it was a, yeah. And I was yeah, always was wanting to get the Disney Channel when I was a kid. So what were you watching? Fucking like Dateline NBC? Or? <laughs> no, I was watching Cartoon Network. Mainly. Oh, okay. Like, That's I, interesting that Cartoon Network travels, but yeah, Disney doesn't. Cause it's more of a core channel. 
yeah. least in Europe, that's what I was watching a lot. You guys remember Reboot? That's the one I remember. I never got it. I know people love that. Oh I never got God. into that. I never I, even heard of that. Reboot? The Dude, they, they rebooted it for Netflix, actually, oddly. Really? Enough. It's on Netflix, yeah. It's the, the one, one with the CGI like characters, and they're in a computer, and they, like, mm-hmm. you know, play... They, like... I thought it was cool because... Digimon? They're the NPCs in the game that Digital you, the human player does. The oh, human player okay. is. That's So cool. they're, like, the enemies... Yeah. The human player has to deal with, which is like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. yeah. And they would have dress up in different, you know, costumes. That's fun. And stuff. How are there not more shows that like take place in like video games like that? Like, was Digimon one? Digimon, Digimon was just was. takes place on the internet, right, or something? Okay, I'm thinking of like Sword Art Online. Which is an anime, so I won't watch it. But the premise is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like. Yeah, do some more video game shit. That'd be that'd be fun. Well, the the culture is there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, there's a, a new show too on busy Netflix playing video games. That's fine. that it is a video game, but it doesn't tell you till the end. So, wait, what? <laughs> it's kind of spoilers, but this this it's a cartoon called The Hollow on Netflix. Oh, uh, I feel like I heard of that one. Man, that's the a big holla? time spoiler, actually. Oh, damn, Sean. <laughs> well, we're probably not. You just watch fucking six sense me, dog. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> damn it. I mean, I was gonna watch that too. The Hollow on Netflix. I was stoked. I said, "Hey, The Hollow on Netflix. I'm gonna watch that later." <laughs> no. I was. I put Is it, it an anime? I wouldn't have watched. It's not it. an anime, but no. it's a cartoon. I put on my favorites. I said, "You know what? One of these days, we'll watch The Hollow on Netflix." Yeah. Yeah. On Netflix. And now it's all spoiled for me, and so I, I'll never watch it ever again. <laughs> or ever once. Oh, shit. But yeah, and here at Vice, guys, yeah. really fucking good. It's a really good movie. It's surprisingly yeah. really good. Yeah. Because I thought, I didn't know whether to love or hate it when I first saw it. Yeah. I was like, what? Why? Yeah. I mean, after watching it a few times... It, uh, yeah, I mean, it starts to reveal itself a little more and mm. like never stops being super fucking entertaining. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, all the character work and I mean, I kind of want to watch it again after talking with you guys. I'm just like, and that's the cool thing is that you can communicate like, you know, like we talked about on, mm-hmm. you know, previous conversations, just like discussing just the film in general like really heightens uh, the experience yeah. they can really it. start unlocking stuff yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah just talking to you about inherent vice i'm having like flashbacks to like only god forgives because it's uh, like when <laughs> but like yeah to, like to cut back to that episode like i i hated that movie when i first watched it because mm. i'd seen drive and i'd seen no i guess i'd only seen drive at that point mm. and i was really stoked for it because the trailer looked amazing and everything mm. Um, and I watched it and I was like, this, this sucks. This is terrible. So I want to set a precedent yeah. here. If you don't get a movie, you cannot say it's bad. It's, that is not fair. You can, if you don't understand, mm. you know, yeah, true. Yeah. like the first time I watched mother, I didn't enjoy it at all, but you got it though. Okay. You understood. But I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, I, I, I can't about. say it's a yeah. bad movie though. Yeah. No, no, what I'm saying is like if say, someone, I enjoy it. I'm saying yeah, when fair, people, yeah. when people says, oh, it didn't make any sense. I didn't understand it. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's bad. It, that's what I mean. Yeah. You had, 
like that with, means uh, you, you didn't you show didn't, your work. You didn't yeah, do the you didn't effort to kind of figure out what like you have filmmaker said. Because like we can go, you know, we can say X Y Z, A B C, whatever. Yeah. About Transformers and why this is not a good movie. Mm-hmm. I can ex- we can explain ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And Sean, you can you know like with Mother, it's like you, you can explain yourself on like why you didn't like it explicitly. Yeah. But yeah. with like Only God Forgives or like Inherent Vice, you, you're not gonna or Primer any of these movies. You're not going to get the first time you watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just to say, like, oh, I didn't get it and I don't want to see it again, it's yeah. bad. Like, that's okay. That's wrong. You can't do that. Yeah. No, I think I almost want to say good. it's an objective standard. I would say that's an objective standard, actually. Yeah. Like, it's hard to find an objective criticism. Well, you can't, yeah, you can't, sense. you can't like or dislike something if you don't understand what it even is. You can right? like, you can like or dislike. But you can't say that it's a bad movie. Oh, is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, okay. So like, what the random thing that comes to mind because we were talking about Only God Forgives is like I get Neon Demon and I like a lot about it, but I don't think it's very. I don't think it's great. Right. I, uh, that might be a totally different opinion than what I was talking about in that episode. By the way, I don't. I don't remember what my opinion was, but yeah. it was probably similar to that. Um, I'm trying to think of like a movie that. Right now, I don't get, and I think is good or bad. And the thing I is, know there are some. There's got to be. It's um, I I can't say any for that for me because then I get obsessive with something yeah. I don't get. So I mean, that's why it happened with Inherent Vice is that I kept watching it. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to understand it. I wanted to get it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then it unlocked a lot of things. Let's uh, see. You know, I guess I guess my whole and drive is like that. Like I really, really liked it a lot, but I don't get most of it. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. uh, I don't know. Like, oh, that's really interesting. I've got to think about that. More, but see, that's what I mean about it. liking. And dis- you can like or dislike. That's fine. Like if you watch the Neon yeah. Demon, but to say it, objectively it is, is bad. bad. That's yeah. that is like bad. You can't. It, it's not a. It's not good. You yeah, can't say you that. Have, shit. You can't qualify why. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I. I mean, throughout like our conversations, I always, well, through just me watching film, mm-hmm. I. This might be a Herculean task or an impossible task. I try to find like at least the most objective, like criticisms that I can, and I, it, you know it's proving like very futile, right? Yeah. Because it, it, you know, it's film. It's like you, either you like it or you don't like it. It comes mm-hmm. down to subjective taste, right? Yeah. But I think like you can find some objective objective things if you if you look hard enough and you pay attention enough. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, just trying to parse like what the writer slash writer and or director's like intent was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting to think about. Uh, I gotta take a piss real quick. I don't know, Sean. What 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 else do you do you dig about this movie? Man, just like the whole like feel about it. Yeah, like the confusion you know, adds the adds fucking to vibe it. of this movie is. Yeah, well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like the confusion and like the paranoia yeah. almost. It definitely. That's what I was saying. It's like, like what the whole feeling of the movie like puts you into Doc's headspace. Yeah. And like you understand how he feels throughout the whole movie 
And like with just what we were talking about earlier where like even on a bigger level, he's kind of the audience is kind of mind blowing to me. For sure. But uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Anybody need a beer? Uh, no, I'm good, man. No, I'm good. Appreciate it. But uh, yeah, I mean. And then like, I don't know. It's just interesting. And even getting into more like technical way, like things the way it's like shot and framed mm-hmm. i noticed like motifs throughout the movie yeah like the uh i'm gonna i'm gonna guess this is one of them because it was for me uh like the opening shot of the movie i think it was where you're looking through like these beachfront houses towards the ocean and then it comes back to that at the end is that one of them yeah that's one i for always sure, dig yeah. like a, a beginning and ending mirroring mm-hmm. and then i noticed a lot in the dialogue they, it would start with the frame really far away, just be two people in the center of a room, and it would be this really slow push all the way PTA up to their face. Boy. And then it would yeah. cut and go to the next scene. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, just the timing of like the pacing of that push to go coincide with the dialogue mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I'm speaking of like technical shots and stuff like that. Uh, the what do you call it? The tracking shot when Doc and uh, Benicio Del Toro's character are like tr- like tracking the boat. The Golden Fang boat is like coming into the harbor. It's like this super long tracking shot. And I remember, actually this is super random, but I remember on Reddit when this movie was being filmed, this was like a picture in our movies uh, where it was like this, it, it looks like a little train track just set up on in the middle of like a road mm. and it's like a hundred something feet long. Mm. And it was for that shot where like, it's just tracking on this little, which is like a, a trick that he used in there will be blood a lot too, is like setting up the tracking shot, like the on dolly like a, track. Yeah. The doll, the dolly track. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently the one in this movie is like one of the longest that's ever been done. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's pretty cool. I didn't mm. know that. Yeah. So he's definitely taken his like techniques from there will be blood and stuff into, well, the master movie. did that one, and when mm. you know, when Freddie Quill was going, uh, uh, when he was uh, when he discovered the boat, the, uh, the oh, you that's know, right, yeah, yeah. So that was a whole long like track mm-hmm. that they used. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean when I say that this movie feels like the same director, but. It's yeah, it's like it's almost like a different writer though because he's just it's absolutely a different. He's writer, like channeling yeah. Pinchon for this movie. And mm-hmm. um, speaking of, he had a cameo, right? Did you ever figure out who he is? No, dude. Apparently, I think that's been everyone's trying to figure yeah, it out. Right? Yeah, there's like speculation really? that it's when he goes to the the house that Coy Hodgson is uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Oh, that would make sense. And that there. when they're sitting there talking in that booth, there's a man that walks behind the the window and kind of mm-hmm. like looks into, and they're saying that they think that's his cameo. Oh, that's. Funny. I wonder if like Pinchon's gonna do anything like right when he dies or something. <laughs> he just seems like <laughs> right? a type of guy to like build all this up. And then, like, you release, know. like, a eight-part book series or something crazy. Yeah, something like, insane Some, like, like crazy meta thing that he wrote throughout his entire life and, like, <laughs> is, like, releasing, like, when he dies or something. Oh, I could man. see that. That'd be wild, man. Well, is this his latest book, Inherent Vice? Or I'm did he sure. do something else? I have no idea. I know he's pretty damn old, though. You're right? Yeah, he's, like, mm. an 
So I don't even know yeah. how it, he strikes me as a guy who like really like really uh, partied in the sixties and like I don't know I don't think so actually no he just strikes me as like a recluse I mean just someone who just yeah. like doesn't like a well I should say who experimented with uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he probably went the um, what's his name? Because uh, this movie feels so authentic. You're right. Like it feels you're so right. authentically like hippie like he knows exactly what it's drug about. culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're probably right. He's like a Howard Hughes type guy, where like he went fucking yeah. crazy, <laughs> and then after he started pissing in bottles and like you know, staying, <laughs> becoming a recluse. You know. Yeah. But I mean, he was a recluse like when he started writing books mm-hmm. i think and that was all the way back in what 1960 so his first novel came out in 1963 yeah wow. and that was v so right? he was like yeah. he seems really like philip k dickian to me like the mm. they seem like similarly minded mm. writers almost although although pinchone is like a little more out there well, pinchone is like philip the postmodern like novelist of the he probably started the move, movement. Like, probably, man. If he started the sixties, I mean, yeah, uh, I David Foster Wallace like was super inspired by yeah. Sean's work. Mm-hmm. And I haven't. I mean, like Sean, we talked about this. Like, I tried reading Infinite Jest, and I just like could not like get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I just stopped because I was like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" <laughs> It's just like Gravity's Rainbow, man. Like, I don't know what's happening. Shit. <laughs> Definitely. Man. I remember y'all talking about PTA taking a class taught by David Foster Wallace, he right? Did, yeah, yeah. He did. When he was in college. Yeah. yeah. For a little bit. I'm surprised that PTA didn't really do too much, like, postmodern-esque, like, stuff in his... Uh, yeah, that is kind films. of interesting, He's right? I mean, maybe, maybe he will, does. man. You never know. I mean, Inherent Vice is exactly the... Where you know what he did but mm-hmm. and he seems to love postmodernism in the sense that he loved Pichon and you know yeah learning from David Foster Wallace <laughs> yeah uh, yeah man it's a good movie well I mean uh, it's good talking to you guys about in here advice oh you got you got to take off man uh yeah I probably gotta head out it's, gotta go home and put that baby down you know, you know responsibilities dude every time you say put that baby down i think you're gonna fucking kill it <laughs> no dude i'm not gonna it's just stop can't you use another fucking like yeah, yeah, word? gotta put the baby to to sleep like it just well, no, even that sounds, you know what that's yeah. another gag in the movie that's funny is when yeah. uh bigfoot calls joaquin phoenix multiple times and he's telling them people are gone and they're like does that mean he's dead oh yeah, oh, yeah i love that scene yeah <laughs> Like it happens like Sportello. three different times. I he's, think he's gone. She's gone. <laughs> Wait, is she like gone? Why didn't you say that, man? Like is like <laughs> she's out there. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, really man. funny. Yeah. He's trying to flex his acting skills. That's why he's doing on Sportello. Yeah, exactly. She's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's totally yeah. using his fucking like hammy ass yeah. acting skills on him. It's just, and also with that, yeah, the sixties are gone. Yeah. That's the other part of it. Like, Shasta's gone. The 60s are gone. You know what? I feel like they're very different movies, but <laughs> watch Inherent Vice and follow it up with Boogie Nights 
and you got yourself a pretty pretty tasty cinematic combo. You can go right through there. the twenty the 20th century like via via PC. Yeah, can. let's start off with there will be blood. Oh shit, you're right. Okay, huh? and then uh, Phantom Thread, right? Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread was what? What was the fifties? Uh, uh, I think. Um, no, that was the Masters. The fifties. The Phantom Thread before there will be blood. No, it's after. It'd be the twenties, thirties. No, thirties, right? I think it That's, might. Uh, what is Phantom Thread? I think it might be early. Dude, honestly, I think it's the fifties too. I think it's really? the fifties. Yeah. Let's see. Someone's got an iPhone. No, here's right? my guess. I'm going. Phantom Thread is going to be like really early 1900s. Uh, I'm going, but there's there will be the blood cars, man. Like the because 20s. remember he has that, that like that like fast roadster. In oh, that movie? you're right. Uh, yeah, I, right. I really think it's 50s, but that that doesn't change. Oh, it. you're like, right. 1950s post-war London. Dang. Um. So yeah, I mean that and the master. The master is kind of uh, is that one like 40s, 50s? Or? It's 40s, 50s because uh, it's World definitely War II is like, fit. Uh, yeah, it'd be like right after because it's when War the war II. ends, like 44. So, yeah, and then they're being shuffled back to America, the soldiers. Mm. Uh, okay, so, so yeah. there will be blood. <laughs> the uh, master. Well, no. Oh yeah, the master. Then Phantom, Phantom Thread, Thread. Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice. Boogie, Boogie Nights, Nights, which goes to the 80s. Uh, Magnolia. Magnolia. You know what? I'm going to guess this right now. His next movie is going to take place in the 80s. That's kind of Boogie Nights, though. Boogie Nights, the second half's in yeah, the 80s. Because it I literally so. says 1980. Well, Magnolia is very much a like turn-of-the-century movie. I think it came out in 2000 also. Oh, yeah. And then Punch Truck Love is kind of in that same... 2000. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we got we, work your way through the last millennium with fucking PTA. I hope movies. we get so many movies to where he just he's in the 1600s now. And no, I hope he goes <laughs> to the future, man. Oh, for like a stupid. Song. I want to. I want to see. I want to see PTA. Dude, do I don't even know movie. what a fucking PTA sci-fi would. I be. don't know, man, but it'd be good. It would just be like a two-hour music video. <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool. Who are you okay with? I'd it? watch him do a fucking uh, a musical. Honestly, I think that could be cool. I don't know if he'd... I don't know if he could do... Well, I guess Magnolia kind of gives a musical kind of vibes to it. Yeah, well, it In ends terms with of a music tone. video. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. yeah. But, like, uh, tone-wise, it just it yeah. strikes me as, like, kind of... Yeah, it's got a lot of uppity. vignettes and stuff like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well... I have stayed too long and I need to get going home. Yeah, put that so, baby down. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking, he's shying and chill for a while down. or what? Yeah. I can chill for a bit. Cool. Right, man. See ya. What Dallas. do you want to watch? Shoot. I don't know. No, let's just pop in and hear advice again. Fuck it, dude. Everyone, go ahead. We're just gonna do testing with all of us. Easy peasy. Hey, hey, hey. Just talking at the same time. So good. Good. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're talking at the same, same damn time. time. Let's do everybody at the same, same damn time. time. <laughs> yeah, let's do a little harmony. Okay. Uh, I, I can't. Okay, I'll go off you.
Okay, go ahead, everybody. Everybody talk. Hey, hey. talking at the same hey, damn time. time. Sometimes talking, talking at the same time. time. <laughs> but Some we try to talk at the, the same, same damn time. time. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>